Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and I'm glad to have you back. Today on this podcast episode, we are going to be talking all about Etsy's new affiliate program that they've kind of been talking about for a while. Um, and I, I don't know, you know, it's always hard for me to know if what I'm seeing on my dashboard is the same as what everybody else is seeing on their dashboard um, because I have been selling on Etsy for a long time. So I don't know if this was available to everybody or only certain people or whatever, but they've been testing this affiliate situation for a while. Um, and I was a part of that test in my shop. So I had affiliate links that I could put for my products and I saw the way that they were advertising all of that and all, all the behind the scenes part. So they recently, if you did not have this in your dashboard or if you have not really heard about it, they recently launched a new affiliate program that allows content creators, bloggers, and they're really pushing it for sellers to earn a commission for promoting Etsy products on their website or their um, social media channels or whatever. And I've gotten a lot of questions about it um, on Instagram and from students that I've been working with and various other people. So I wanted to go ahead and record this episode so that I could just answer that question um, and give you kind of a pro and con list or also the ways that I'll be using it and the ways that I will not be using it. Um, rather than just saying like, yes, affiliate programs are great or no affiliate programs are awful. It's not quite that simple as, you know, everything in life, there's kind of a middle ground. So while at first glance, it might seem like a win-win for both Etsy and for us as the content creators and the sellers on platforms like Instagram or blogs or Facebook or TikTok or whatever else that next iteration of social media is um, that comes up along the way, there are ins and outs of how this program can be beneficial, but also sort of like why I think they're doing it and why I actually don't think that that's really beneficial to you as the seller. Um, as I said, with everything else in life, there's always good and bad. So looking at both sides of it and looking at the ways that you can use it to benefit your own business, but then also the ways that you want to be really aware of um, the downsides or the cons or however you want to put it so that you're not ending up kind of shooting yourself in the foot as the business owner. So I am talking to you in this episode as the Etsy seller, not necessarily as, you know, I mean, most of the people in this audience that listen to this podcast, maybe they have a platform where they have a large following. Like let's say you have an Instagram account that has a large following, but that's not primarily how you came onto the scene. <laughs> you came onto the scene as an Etsy seller and then you've built up these secondary channels. So if you are an influencer um, and that is where the majority of your money is coming from, then I don't need to tell you that you probably need to take part in affiliate programs because that's how influencers make money. But this is coming from the brand perspective. So for me, as a Funky Monkey Children brand, how am I going to use this Etsy affiliate program as a part of my product-based business brand? 
Um, okay. So if you are brand new to the affiliate space and you're like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. Hopefully that's not the case. We all see affiliate links posted all the time with influencers, you know, promoting everything under the sun. But if you don't know how they work from the creator side, you can go to etsy.com slash affiliates. And there are now two options that they give you. The first one is the one that's been established for a long time. Um, it's for bloggers or for people who have more written stuff that they're backlinking um, that is like more permanent. So a blog is basically the way that they're promoting it in that one, um, where maybe you have like a roundup and you have a bunch of links or whatever. The second is for content creators. So that is more like social media type stuff. And that is the newer side to this platform and this program that they're now rolling out. With this program, when you link from your affiliate link through that dashboard and then someone in your audience clicks through and purchases it, you get a small percentage of that sale as your affiliate commission. It's a little bit gray about what exactly the affiliate commissions are. <laughs> um, it's not written anywhere on the website or the frequently asked questions or anything like that. They just say you should sign up and apply and then we'll let you know. Um, and But I will say from the testing side of it, when they were running the tests, the way that they promoted it was that you basically would get free Etsy processing fees. So the Etsy processing fees are 6.5%, but if somebody clicks through to your links um, that you're promoting on Instagram, let's say, and then they buy your product, you would get that 6.5% back. And that is different. The past affiliate program that they have, which I am a part of and have been for a long time, was 4%. So um, I'm not really sure where they're going with that and if they're going to continue to have those be two different um, affiliate rates. And I have filled out all the stuff to do the creator side of this new affiliate program. Um, like I said, I was in the test, but then now it's like a more, you know, permanent in terms of <laughs> internet permanent, which really isn't permanent. I'm sure that they can always change things, but it's now more permanent on this separate dashboard. Um, and I have not yet, uh, gotten the information that tells you what those, uh, affiliate commissions will be. Although I would assume that it's going to be similar to the testing program that they ran. When they were doing the testing, they had it just directly on my dashboard. It was like this piece at the top of my Etsy dashboard. And it was a really simple way of linking to the things that gave you affiliate tracking. And the way that they promoted that was to promote your own products. So you use this link to promote your own shop and your own products, and you'll get that affiliate commission as you know, your Etsy fees being back to you for free. You get your Etsy fees for free. That's the way that they promoted it. That's the way that they wrote it out and all of that. Now the complete rollout is a little more sophisticated. It's on its own dashboard that's going to track it and track those affiliate payouts and commissions. It's a little convoluted to get signed up. You've got to put your banking information in and all of that stuff separately from your Etsy shop. Um, so I would imagine with that, there's going to be the opportunity to promote both your own shop and your own products. And then I would assume, although I guess we'll see um, if I get approved for this program, which I would assume I will get approved um, here within the next you know, week or so, um, I would assume that they will give you the ability to link 
beyond just your shop, although that remains to be seen. So that's the basics of affiliate situations in general. That is true for any kind of affiliate program that you're taking part in, whether it's Amazon affiliates or Etsy or whatever. Um, But I want to talk about what this does look like from a brand perspective and also from the perspective of what is Etsy doing here exactly. Um, They're obviously targeting us as sellers, not just as content creators, and trying to get us as the seller to take part in this affiliate program um, in order to drive more traffic to our shop and to get those Etsy fees um, reimbursed or paid back or for free or however you want to really word that. Um, But what exactly are they doing here? So a couple pros of the affiliate situation, if you decide to take part in it, is that it's an additional revenue stream. So if you have a strong content platform, let's say you like to make TikTok videos and you are really big in the TikTok space, you're already there talking about your products, then now there is an additional ability to monetize that platform and monetize that content and promote other people's stuff or promote your own and, and link to it in that way And then not only are you making the money from that sale, but you're also making that affiliate commission. So if you already have that channel built up, you're already interested in monetizing it, then you, in theory, have the ability to link to a variety of things, which will allow you that revenue stream that you previously didn't have. Maybe you were using TikTok solely to drive traffic to your Etsy shop, um, and that's fine. But then now you're going to make this additional affiliate income as well. The other part of it is that Etsy is already well optimized for sales and you're familiar with the platform from the seller perspective. So you have, you know, ostensibly been talking to your audience about your Etsy shop and your products that you're selling in your Etsy shop. And so now you can recommend your products or other people's products and get that affiliate commission from things that you were already talking about. If you've been linking to your Etsy shop already, um, in your Instagram stories and driving your own traffic that way, then you will now get this affiliate comp commission on top of what you were already doing before or the sales that you were already making from that. So in that case, if you're already using this channel to talk to your audience and drive traffic specifically to your Etsy shop from that channel, then this would be additional income that you were not getting before. And in theory, Etsy will have a whole bunch of sellers who are now also affiliating for the platform and content creators who are posting these affiliate links to Etsy. So the platform continues to grow its buyer base by way of the content creators who in this case are also sellers who are promoting their products, promoting other people's products. And we all as sellers benefit from the platform growing in its buyer base and then cross promoting each other. So the the theoretical side is that like we're all doing this to promote ourselves and promote other people. And then by way of that, it just continues to grow this platform and grow the number of buyers and grow the brand awareness of, of the shop, your own shop, and also the Etsy platform on a larger scale. Now, (laughs) let's talk about the cons, um, or more specifically, why I will not be using this to promote my own shop. Um, In my mind, there's a twofold part of this. 
I think that Etsy is smartly, from their perspective, using the platforms that people have already built to grow their own brand recognition. So they're using the audience that you have built on TikTok or you have built on Instagram or whatever to get you, you know, they pay you this small fee and then the idea is that they are growing their own buyer base. This is not a weird thing. I mean, influencer marketing is a huge industry and there's a lot of room for growth in what Etsy, I actually think Etsy has very much kind of dropped the ball in their piece of influencer marketing. So that part of it is, it's not weird for them to grow that avenue as an additional channel for sales or an additional channel for marketing, I guess. I think it's a little weird how they're targeting us as sellers to do this for them versus just going after influencers who that is their business is promoting affiliate links. Like all the influencers that you find that talk about all the like minutia of their lives, that's how they're making money as they make affiliate commissions on the links that they're posting. So in my mind, it would be less weird for Etsy to just have like an influencer marketing campaign where they go after those influencers and promote Etsy as a whole company, but that's not what they're really doing here. The way that they have positioned it to me appears as though what they're wanting to do rather than to grow their buyer base as a platform and go after those influencers who their audience is already used to them promoting things. What it really looks like to me from the piece of it that I've seen is that they're wanting to combat the move of sellers wanting to save on their Etsy fees by building their own website and then taking those sales that they're driving from social media or wherever they're talking off of the Etsy platform completely. So the idea here is that in the past, if you have, um, well, I'll, sh I'll share from my perspective. I have, you know, 16,000 Instagram followers or something like that, if I'm gonna post a link from my Instagram account to one of my products in my shop, I'm not gonna post that link to Etsy. I'm gonna post that to my own website because why would I drive them to Etsy? I would drive them to my own website instead. I make more money on my own website. Um, and so from, for, from where I'm looking at this <laughs> and what they've done and the way that they've talked about this affiliate program that they're rolling out is that they're really targeting those sellers who are saying, I want to save money on the fees. So I'm going to drive these people to my platform instead, my own website. Um, and instead of doing that, they're going to encourage you to drive that traffic to Etsy instead um, and that way you earn a commission that is equal to the processing fees that you were going to be paying for Etsy. And so you basically get those processing fees for free. And so maybe that either discourages you from driving that traffic to your website, or it makes you feel like a little more neutral about having all your eggs in the Etsy basket, because whatever traffic you are driving, you can get those fees for free by way of this affiliate commission or whatever. 
Um, or it just completely discourages you from even doing the work of setting up your own website because those fees become a non-issue if you're the one that driving that traffic anyway. So if I pay 6.5% in Etsy fees, but then I drive a sale to my shop through social media and I get that 6.5% back in affiliate commission, then I'm not really paying Etsy anything other than the 20 cent listing fee and the credit card processing fee, which I would have been paying the credit card processing fee anyway, because every platform has credit card processing fees. So I see it as them trying to recapture that part of the market, especially for established shops, I think, who say, I'm not going to promote Etsy on my Instagram. Why would I do that? I'm going to promote my own website um, because I already have an established website and I have this established audience. And so it's going to make more sense for me to drive them to my website. So they're trying to capture, recapture that segment of the sellers who have done the work of already setting up their website or the people who have been thinking about setting up their website in order to save on those fees. For people who don't have a website set up yet or are just getting started, I can see how it would initially seem like this could be beneficial or it would seem from the outside like this might be a workaround from having to do the work of setting up my own website. However, I think it's really short-sighted. And so that's what I want to talk about a little bit more is looking at the larger picture of what is happening here in being an affiliate and using the affiliate program in that way with your own shop and your own products. The goal of setting up your own website outside of Etsy is not or shouldn't be solely to save on Etsy fees. If your only goal is to save on Etsy fees, then first off, this affiliate um, program is fine. But also, it's going to take you a long time in setting up a website. Let's say you use Shopify. Um, It's going to take you a long time to get the kind of traffic that you're going to need to get to break even on those fees. And it's probably not going to be worth it for a while. And it might even be where you say like, I don't know if I really want to set up a website because it doesn't really make sense financially for me to do that. Um, because like, what is my break even point on the fees that I'm paying to Shopify? So Shopify recently raised their uh, monthly fees. So it's $39 a month if you pay monthly. If you pay for a whole year at one time, it's $29 a month. But let's say you're just starting to think about dabbling in Shopify or you wanna like try it out and set up a website so you're gonna be paying monthly because you don't wanna commit to a whole year. At $39 a month, if you're trying to just break even on the 6.5% Etsy fees, you're gonna have to have at least $600 a month in sales on your website in order to make that $39 a month that it's costing you to host that website or to save that, I guess. So if you had $600 in sales on your Etsy shop, you would be paying $39 in um, Etsy transaction fees. And so that's your break even point in hosting your Shopify site. So for people who that's their only goal, you have to have at least $600 a month just to break even. But I would argue, and I think you should really think about the long-term vision here 
I would argue that the goal of setting up your own website is not really just to save on those Etsy fees. The goal of setting up your own website is to be more in control and to have more control over your business. So you are in control of the website, the pricing, the shipping, the all the things. You don't have to play around with an algorithm like Etsy SEO. Um, you have control over your customer's information. So you have control over whether you want to market to them um, and you have access to their email address for email marketing. You can install um, you know, a Facebook pixel and that kind of stuff to be able to retarget to customers that have purchased from you previously. Um, which you are not allowed to do on your, you cannot pull email addresses from Etsy and then retarget to those customers. It's against the terms of service from Etsy. Obviously that is like way, way higher level marketing than we usually talk about on this podcast, but it's just something to keep in mind. Um, and it also, having your own website gives you an insurance policy against Etsy deactivating listings or shutting your shop down or putting a reserve on your account, your um, financial account. So all of those are the reasons that you should have your own website. And I do believe that you should have your own website. Um, and all of those are also the reason that there is value to having your own website beyond just those Etsy fees and the affiliate program and getting those fees back or having those fees be free doesn't allow you to have any of those strengths. So it doesn't allow you to have any of those. It only takes care of the fee part of that. By continuing also to direct all of your traffic from social media or whatever kind of marketing you do. So let's say again, you have an Instagram account and you do a lot of promotion on Instagram to your Etsy shop. By continuing to push those people to Etsy versus your own website, you are continuing to train your customers to shop from you through Etsy. And then it makes it harder long-term to move those people off of Etsy once you finally do decide to build your own website, which really should be the ultimate goal if you're building a brand and a business that can stand on its own two feet and not only be on Etsy. And let me tell you how I know this because it took me a long time to set up my own website. So I did not set up my own website until about... I think it was about two years ago at this point, really set up my own website, take the time and the energy and the investment to make it look good and to really begin to promote it consistently. It's only about two years ago. So I was in business for almost 10 years before I did that. And those people, those very, very loyal customers that I have on Etsy who have bought from me 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 times, I have some customers that come back again and again and again and have had, you know, 50 plus purchases. They are some of the hardest ones to move to my own website because they have gotten so used to buying from me through Etsy that it's very hard to move them over even though they're very, very loyal buyers on the Etsy platform to my shop. So they're very loyal, but they're also, it's just habitual. You know, they decide they need a new whatever they buy 
um, a new baby quilt for the new baby in their life and they go on to Etsy and they buy the same thing that they bought in the past and they just keep doing it that way. And because they did it for so long from me on Etsy, it's hard for me to get them to switch over. Whereas if you have only had an Etsy shop for let's say two years, those people are not quite as set in their ways of buying from you through Etsy. So I think that in terms of having your own website and um, being able to use it as a funnel to, you know, use Etsy as a funnel to grow your website and to grow your business overall, the affiliate program just kind of keeps you stuck there, continuing to promote Etsy, continuing to promote your Etsy shop, continuing to have all of the drawbacks that Etsy has from the seller perspective, the things like, you know, the cross promotion of other shops in your shop um, and the algorithm stuff and the lack of ability to upsell to larger purchases or more items, the lack of ability to have access to their contact information for follow-up email marketing, all of those things. The affiliate program just keeps you kind of stuck in that dependence on Etsy and continuing to promote Etsy's platform versus promoting your own shop and your own brand as a business separate from Etsy. So where does that leave us with this affiliate program? Am I telling you that absolutely you should not even sign up for it? It's a complete waste of time. No. <laughs> um, well, personally, I have signed up for the affiliate program, but I will only be using it to promote other people's products. Um, I will not be using it to promote my own products. As I said, I am like logged in and signed up for the dashboard, but I don't have access to all the features yet because it hasn't been completely approved yet. Um, and so it remains to be seen from my side whether this is really something where they want you to promote all of Etsy's products or if it, this real, if this creator side of it is really only to promote your own products. If it ends up being that it is only to promote your own products, then I will not be using it at all. If it is such that I can use it to promote other people's items, um, like roundups or gift guides or whatever, that kind of stuff, then I would see it as an additional channel for monetization for um, the influencer part, I guess, if you want to call it that. I do not see myself <laughs> as an influencer. But if you want to call it that, like the gift guides that I've done at times with students, pro products, and um, Instagram followers, like sometimes I'll do like a roundup where people can submit their product and then I have like for a holiday or whatever, it's on my website. But I will not be using it as a sales channel for my own product-based business, if that makes sense. Um, again, I, I, I'm a little confused about having both sides of this. My initial reaction is probably that this creator side of it is going to be for promoting your own products. It's not going to be for people promoting other people's products because they already have this, um, affiliate program set up that's very well established if you want to promote other people's products. So my initial thought is that this one is going to be just to promote your own products. Um, I guess I'll, I'll let you know in a future episode if I get into the backside of it, if they don't listen to this episode and they let me in um, to see the backside of it, to see what they're really trying to do there. If you do decide to use Etsy's affiliate programs, here are a couple tips that I have um, just about affiliating in general. 
Um, but also how to use this from the brand perspective. So make sure you're choosing products that align with the brand that you already have and the audience that is a fan of that brand. Um, you want to make sure that you're only promoting products that align with who is following you. So if I'm using the affiliate program in my Funky Monkey Children audience um, or my Funky Monkey Children Instagram account, then I'm not going to randomly start posting all kinds of like home decor and snarky cards and all of this stuff. It's a baby brand. So maybe I use that affiliate program to post other people's baby items that complement my items, my quilts and my bunnies. You know, maybe I find someone that I can kind of pair up with to promote bedding or baby clothes or hair bows or whatever kind of goes along with the audience that's already interested in my content, which is people who are having babies or buy a lot of baby gifts or whatever. But you don't want your audience to feel like you're just randomly spamming them with all this kind of stream of consciousness, like whatever I saw on the internet today, now I'm posting a promotion or an affiliate link of this random thing. Be transparent about your affiliate relationship. Um, this is actually a law and it is... Um, very important, especially on social media, those social media channels have their own rules about how you have to designate affiliate links, um, and sales promotions and that kind of stuff. So make sure you are really aware of your obligation of disclosing that, um, partnership or that relationship. Focus on quality of links and quality of promotions rather than just, again, spamming people with as many links as possible. Make sure that what you are doing and promoting are products that you believe in and will provide value to your audience um, and will not hurt your trust and credibility. As with everything else, there's good and bad to monetizing a channel as an affiliate. In my experience, it immediately puts people on guard to have it labeled as an affiliate link. It makes them question your motives, regardless of if you have talked about that extensively in the past. For example, I talked forever about um, Paper and Sparks Etsy seller spreadsheet and how much I love it and how much I use it and truly did and do use it and love it. But the minute I say, here's my affiliate link, if you want to purchase it, it immediately puts people on guard. It immediately makes them think that you have an ulterior motive, which you do have an ulterior motive. So um, it is a really delicate balance in promoting affiliate products. The other thing I want you to really think about from a brand perspective, if you are using this in your brand social media, so again, my Funky Monkey Children Instagram account, um, where I pretty much for that social media channel only talk about the products. Like this is really not a personal brand. It is only the advertising and marketing for the products that I have in that shop. You really want to think about whether or not this is a worthwhile venture for you to undertake and how you're going to utilize that in a way that makes sense for that brand. It would be a little weird for me in that particular Instagram account. If you want to check it out, it's at Funky Monkey Children. 
Um, it would be a little weird for me to all of a sudden be talking about like a huge variety of products and promoting other Etsy shops and promoting other products and stuff. It's very narrowly targeted towards just my products. There's only pictures of my products. Like it is just about my brand. Um, however, you know, that is not necessarily the best way to build your brand um, platform and your brand marketing, social media. If you have built a more neutral type platform, like I would say my Lauren.Keplinger one is more neutral, although it's not like totally neutral. It is still mostly about my podcast episodes and all of that. But if you have built a more well-rounded neutral platform where there's a personal aspect of it and you talk about a variety of topics and it's kind of the mesh between your brand and your personal social media and it's not as heavily centered around your products as mine are, it might be a good way for you to add an additional revenue stream, albeit a very small revenue stream. I will tell you that influencer marketing is like, very slow burn. Um, there are very small percentages that you're getting. And so it's really hard to make any kind of significant money off of it unless you have a large audience. And this is something that you dedicate a lot of time to. But if you have that more neutral, um, avenue that you are already using and how, you know, you've built an audience in that way, then it very well could be that you can incorporate this as an additional revenue stream. Just be sure that you are really thinking about the whole, um, sort of thinking about all of the implications, I guess, and the end result of using your time and your space to post affiliate things versus only promoting your own items. Um, or only using that social media channel as your brand social media and not having the broader spectrum of, of topics that you're talking about. So is that going to end up being distracting to your brand? If you are used to using your social media to drive traffic to your shop, all of a sudden, if you're posting a whole bunch of links to other people's shops, are you going to decrease the attention that you're spending and that your audience is noticing? Like the, the focus is going to be watered down in terms of no longer just focusing on your own products. So just make sure that you're thinking about the implications of that and what that's gonna do to your social media accounts or to your monetization avenues and make sure that that is actually the direction and the strategy that you want to take versus just signing up for this program, starting to post all these links everywhere and then deciding whether or not that's a good idea. Think through the strategy of what that's gonna look like for you as the brand, making sure that you are protecting yourself and your brand and your time that you're putting into this business so that you can get the most back out of it. It's not your job to promote Etsy. It's not your job to drive traffic to Etsy. That's Etsy's job. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's not, that's not on you. And if the only thing that you're getting out of that is that affiliate commission back again, um, then it's probably not going to be the best thing for your brand. Your time is probably going to be spent in other places and other ways that you can promote your products for the growth of, of your brand and your business. I hope that this has helped you think through the good and the bad and whether or not this is something that you want to undertake or that is even reasonable for you with the time investment and the platforms that you have 
Um, if this is going to be something that you want to do, or I hope that it has offered you some clarity about some of those um, potential pitfalls or the ways that I would not use the affiliate program in the future. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.